First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we, myself, and my guests record today's podcast. I extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present, and emerging of those nations, and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. Hello and welcome to Yas Queen. I'm your host, Timberlina, and this episode I'm joined by Dave Thorburn. Dave has been around the pole scene on and off for over 10 years. Dave is a bundle of energy, a little sassy, and you can find him teaching pole and heel classes. Let's find out more about him. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. That's good. Welcome to the podcast. How are you going? Thanks. How's lo- Happy to be here. So, how's lockdown going? Ah, uh, look, making the best of it out of a bad situation. It's um, not ideal. Uh, there's been plenty of change, but um, I've actually used it as a complete reset. So, in a way... As horrible as it sounds, I'm kind of thankful for it. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to look at it because uh, if you aren't changing the way you do stuff, if you are stuck in lockdown, I feel like you're going to go a bit stale. Uh, Absolutely. I have changed a lot in my life. I am now a cam girl. So um, (laughs) I'm literally... I never... Can I just say I never... record, I was about to say film, record these podcasts in drag. So you're like one of the very first people to see me in drag getting interviewed. So, Oh, wow. I feel the honour, the privilege. Yes, you should. (laughs) That's because I had a corporate gig just before this. So um, I didn't just get dressed up for you. I'm sorry. (laughs) But let's get into it. Um, Tell us about yourself, your name, pronouns, where you're based, and anything else you want to chuck in there. Uh, my name is Dave Thorburn. Uh, my pronouns are he, his, and him. Uh, I'm based in Newcastle, and I am a pole dancer slash pole dance instructor. <laughs> People were probably thinking, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> Who's this dude and what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, obviously, you just told us that you are a pole dancer, pole teacher. How did you get into it? Oh, wow. So this is going back. So years ago, me and a dear friend of mine, who's also named David, uh, we we met on Grindr and it was one of those things where you go out with someone, you hang out with them, you like them, but you don't want to date them. Mm. And he'd agree with me on this. So we just started hanging out and uh, I, you know, we had a love of all things kind of circus, like Cirque du Soleil. We used to go to like aerial silks classes together. Um, so we were kind of training buddies, um, mates, we'd go out, like, you know, uh, I'm talking 12, 13, 14 years ago. God, I'm old. And then he managed to find this one all-boys pole dancing class. It was like, do you want to go try this? And I was just like, fuck yes, let's give it a go. So it was the Aussie pole boys down in Sydney, and they used to um, hold classes on a Saturday out of Slide Lounge. And what, you know, we'd go along, we would train because we had that aerial kind of background, we picked it up really quickly. And then next minute we're doing shows at Slide on, on a weekend. So as part of their El Soco, it was, yeah, that's, it kind of just flowed and happened. And it was probably some of the best times of my life. 
Yeah, amazing. So you were based in Sydney when you first started? Yes, I was. Yeah. yeah. How long ago did you move up to Newcastle? Uh, I've been up here, oh goodness, uh, two and a half years. Okay. What was the transition from Sydney to Newcastle when it came to pole? Because I've never really seen that much male pole in Newcastle, to be honest. Yeah, look, it was, uh, so it was something that I, I used to make a lot of time for. Um, and then I kind of stopped making time for it and I didn't have that outlet and that made me sad. Um, so part of moving up to Newcastle was, you know, we were done with the rat race of Sydney or, you know, I was looking at becoming a student as well. So trying to work and survive and be a student in Sydney, it just didn't make sense in the, you know, affordability and cost of living up here in Newcastle. My partner at the time had family up here. So it just seemed like a, a logical kind of space. And then when I got up here, I was immediately like, right, I've got the time, I've got the money, let's make this happen. So I initially went to one pole studio and then I am now currently uh, at Bella's pole studio in Adamstown and became an instructor there. I've been an instructor for almost a year now. Ah. That's fun. Mm. I want to go back to aerials. Aerial? Yes. Aerial, aerials. How hard is it? These are not the questions either. So I'm, I've just literally gone totally off topic, so I'm sorry about this. But No, that's how, all right. Is it easy? Is it hard? Should I get into it? Uh, so I'm going to start with your last question. <laughs> Should you get into it? Absolutely. Why not? There's the, the thing with, you know, your circus arts or pole dancing, things like that. People are like, oh, you've got to be so strong to do it. No, it's going to make you strong enough. You come along, you, we set the tone, we set the pace, you have a bit of fun. You know, some people like going to the gym, you know, lifting heavy things and dropping them is, is a buzz for them. For people like myself and other performers, you're exercising, you're gaining that strength and building that muscle and that tone while learning another style of performance, it's it's got that extra level to it for, for me at least anyway. Yeah. I yeah. You, okay, well sign me up. I'm in. Yeah. Great. I'll let I'll let them know. <laughs> so when you when you say aerials, so we've got aerial silks, there's aerial hoop, so there's straps um there's so many variables that we can help out with this all sounds like really kinky and fun so sign me up to yeah. all of it no i feel like i really want to do silks it's like i just have this idea of me doing a number and then just being able to do silks in it falling from the sky absolutely and trying to keep my, beautiful and trying to keep my wig on so <laughs> not this one because this one would definitely fall off um what makes you feel inspired or like your best self like my best self so i i like to organize i like to color code i like to have a plan does that plan ever go according to plan absolutely fucking not but when i've got a plan because at the moment with with being in lockdown i've had time and i've developed a bit of a plan about around the routines that I want to have in my back pocket for pole moving forward. I've never competed. So competing in a pole competition is definitely on the cards for me before I get too old and blow a shoulder or something like that, you know? So, um, yeah, like I'm, when I'm, uh, I hear a song or I find a bit of music and I tie it to an emotion or a situation that I'm feeling. And then I try and use that to the song and the emotion to express how I'm feeling. 
in a particular dance because you know pole isn't just dancing in heels or you know that's a part of it there's contemporary pole there's comedy pole there's so many variables um i'm working on a you know a particular contemporary poll about you know heartbreak or i otherwise you just i just feel like you're a a, a gymnast in heels you want to invoke an emotion yeah it's you like, wanna make, i, I want to make people cry <laughs> just in there the heartstrings yeah. that's how you Done. just straight into it i love it it's yeah. like i guess pole is and i guess it makes total sense now it's very much like dance Yes. You just got a pole that you're swinging off. I'm pretty sure there's more technical words than swinging off, but that is my technical term for this. <laughs> because I was literally just before going through your Instagram and your like last post was you doing the splits on the pole and... Uh, upside down? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, same, I can do that too, actually. So... Yeah. <laughs> um, just not on a pole and on the floor. If you could see... This one's a good one. And I'm very interested to see what you say. If you okay. could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Well, if you've stalked my Instagram, I um, recently posted a photo shoot that I did where I was wearing not very much. I was in a harness and perhaps a leather jacket and it was probably the sexiest I felt in a long time. And, you know, not, you're not going to look this way forever, right? So if you feel comfortable naked, I think I posted on my Instagram story, Moira Rose, going, take all the photos naked now and put it on the internet so your children can find them in the future. Like, I'm, yeah, I was, I'd been through a rough time. And then that photo shoot actually happened on my 37th birthday. Like it was my actual birthday. Shit, the you're old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm joking, I know. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> but I look like this, so I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah, so it was on my birthday. I had, you know, COVID and, and lockdowns and a whole lot of life things had happened. And I was just at this point where I needed to feel confident and amazing about myself. And yeah, like that photo shoot was everything that I wanted. I, you know, there's this whole conception about beauty out in the world and i i have a hairy chest and you know you see people in media or hollywood or whatever and not as many of them are hairy like me and it took me a while to kind of embrace that having a hairy chest can be sexy having a hairy chest can be beautiful having a hairy chest can be desirable so yeah it was empowering to just be like hey do you know what i'm wearing this i swing around the pole lap it up yeah so that's going on the is that what's going on the billboard yep me Just, and me in that outfit but is it going to be like a pose. digital is it going to be a digital billboard so like all of the photos are like a row going around oh, actually <laughs> let's just make it a boomerang so i'm just like you know posed on the side like why not like yeah i love it it's like really like self-expression, I guess. I just finished a yeah. campaign and it was all about self-expression and like what self-expression means to us. And that was like, that would have been perfect for that. So yeah, because so many people answer that question so differently. And I feel like yes. now that I've asked it so many times, it's like I've changed the way that I want my billboard to look, but okay. I have no idea what it's going to be yet. So, uh, yay. What's one thing you wish you had known before you began pole? Ooh. Oh, one thing I wish I had known. 
I'm sure you find this in every industry, you know, there's some people you can trust and some people you can't. Um, I would say you would find more people you can trust more than you can't. There was a particular uh, situation I was in and there was this was somebody I kind of looked up to in the, in the poll community. And um, I had an idea. I told them the idea because I needed like, I wanted to have what their opinion on what my idea was. And then uh, I had to have a little break from pole for a while. My, I had to have my appendix out. So, you know, kind of surgery and lifting mm. your full body on a pole, not a good idea. And then I seen them doing my idea at a competition. I yeah, hate I people. Gagged. I hate yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. I, and there was a few people that went to that competition and seen that and they were like hang on a minute because i confided in them my idea and i guess you know i wish i admired this person up until then and valued their opinion um but you know hindsight's a wonderful thing i just i wish i i had known whether or whether or not i could trust them yeah, I guess the end of the thing is, who do you trust in your industry with your deepest, darkest secrets? I've learned that in the last 12 months too. So, mm. uh, trust issues, PR. Uh, uh, hi, welcome. <laughs> it's like a big thing with me now. Like, I don't trust anybody. I really close off with what I say to people and yeah. yeah. And then you just go, boom, and then next minute you're doing it. So that's how it should be, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. What is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? I feel like it, it could have been that oh. situation just then, but do you have another one? Well, I mean, if you learn from it, is it really a failure? Well, there was a failure and then you learned from it. So, yes. No, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just trying to be smart and work my way around that one. Oh, you may not. Biggest, you... biggest failure. I mean, you know, there's, there's always, uh, you know, things that could have been done better, handled better. Um, I don't think I could really narrow it down into one specific big failure. There's, you know, you do, without failure, you don't grow. Nobody's going to be perfect with anything or everything. Um, Excuse rather, you. I, mean, I, am I try my best. I am perfect. I'm joking. <laughs> my apologies i forgot who i was talking to yeah um oh look you know there's situations in life where you know i uh, how to how do you how to answer this I mean, this is me trying to be my most diplomatic <laughs> i wouldn't say failures there's you know friendships i could have been better in there's friendships i could have stood up for myself more uh, same with, you know, and that's friendships, that's relationships, that's work, that's, you know, there's times in, in jobs where I've been, oh, okay, no, don't say anything, just be a good employee. And then there's learning from that. I've been in jobs where I've had to stand up to people and say, well, no, that's not correct. And that's not right. So I guess, you know, there's that balance. A uh, big mistake I've made is probably not standing up for myself enough and, now I'm just like, find me, let's go. That's really good advice, though. I feel like when you are starting out in a career, other than drag, because I feel like everyone in drag loves to read people, loves to think they're king shit uh, yep. when they're starting out. But, like, a lot of other creatives, they're so timid and, like... 
they won't stand up for themselves. I guess that's with no. every job. So like going in there with like knowing what you want and that you want to get to that end goal at whatever that goal is at that time in your career is like, mm. go for it, fight for it. And don't let people get in your way. I guess that's at the end of the day. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can still be, you can still stand up for yourself and be respectful, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, there's, there's people, God, there was jobs that used to go down in Sydney and there was people that would be like, oh, well, I'll just do it for free. And I'm like, you are mm. undermining the work that everybody else is doing. <laughs> and I'm sure you come across that in drag as well. 100%. Like, <laughs> All the it's, time. It's pay me what I'm worth. And especially mm. in the creative industry, people are like, oh, exposure, exposure. And it's like, I'm good enough, at, especially in pole dancing, I'm good enough at exposing myself. I'm not wearing a lot. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> like, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's stand up for yourself, say, okay, yeah, cool. You know, you want this. You want to pay me an exposure? Well, you clearly found me through my own exposure. So what do I need more exposure for? Yeah. I mean, uh, when I first started, I did a lot of free stuff. I still do free stuff. Mm. But it's time time and place. Time and place. Know your place. Like, if a club came to me and we're like, we want you to do three songs and we're paying you nothing. We're giving you some drinks. I'd be like, oh, I'm probably going to just stay at home and masturbate for the night and probably earn more. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'll take your drinks and show up as an appearance. <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't even show up for an appearance with free drinks. I'm sorry. Um, so... <laughs> I stare at myself for two hours. Like, no thanks. Um, But, yeah, I guess that thing is know your worth. Um, Absolutely, 100%. I guess, would you say that would be your advice you would give someone wanting to pursue a career? Absolutely. Know your worth. Yeah. Um, Pay your dues, but know your worth. Yes. Pay your dues. What were, like, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Um, honestly, uh, pole dancing is generally like a, such a tight knit community. I've been in, in and out of the pole dance community for like 11, 12 years. Um, so I used to dance at Sydney pole down in Sydney after the pole boys. It were, I used to go to Susie Q's for, you know, workshops, which, um, Susie Q's is now also out in Parramatta is Sydney pole. I know the girls, uh, Daisy, that runs the Peach uh, Studio in Erina up the Central Coast. Um, I know some girls in Polarize and, of course, Bella's Pole Studio up here in Sydney. So we are such a tight-knit community. And, you know, we I draw inspiration. Like, I used to always be the, the drunk guy heckling up the back at Miss Pole Dance Australia. They'd always have some, like, you know, the, the New South Wales heats. They'd have some, like, drongo guy who was the boyfriend of one of the dancers who'd had a few too many beers thinking he was, you know, the next Aussie man reviews, like, you know, going, oh, yeah, you know, spreadies and stuff, like, emceeing the thing. I was a drunk guy up the back going, boo, get off. <laughs> but, like, you know, you go there and you see these these women and men, like I've been to a number of Mr. Pole Dance Australia's as, as a spectator. Um, you know, you just, you see what these people, number one, the training that goes into just one night and competing in, in like, a, three to five minute routine right months of training and you see that come to fruition so just seeing what these guys get up and do i find the most inspirational there was a gentleman in uh, mr pole dance this year who just competes because he wants to and he is 70 years old 
That is am- sorry. That silence was me being shocked. That is amazing. Yes. I want that in my life. I mean, my whole face will be plastic by that stage, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, does a beautiful routine. Does you know it, it, he just does it because he's like, well, it's my life and I want to do this, so I'm going to go out and do it. Yeah. How inspirational is that? Yeah, it's amazing. And continuing mm-hmm. to do your art form at that age, I think, is amazing. A lot Absolutely. of people just like give up everything. They're just like, nah, I'm done, and walk away once they retire yeah. and stuff. That's cool. Which brings us into like a really good question: is who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? doesn't have to be three it can be one it can be two it can be none it can be me inspirational in life in general or it can be in life it of... can be in like going through your whole career it could be it could be anything whatever uh look i i probably one of these people that is absolutely one person that's absolutely inspirational to me is um my best friend, uh, Beck, she does live down in Sydney. So we were due to our birthdays are like five days apart. So same age, five days apart. We met when I used to be a flight attendant and we've just been mates ever since. She is a strong, independent, single mother doing the best she can. She uh, left her husband. She decided that even though she didn't finish high school, she was going to try and get into university. And now she's doing law at um, UTS down in Sydney, like while oh. juggling a house, a small child, the, the drive, the determination, the struggle is phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, that is, mm. I can see you getting emotional. Oh, um. shh. I just, I, I love her and miss her, but um, yeah, we were supposed to catch up uh, for our birthdays in June, but then, you know, the Rona started kicking off in Sydney, so we couldn't yeah. do that. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I, I love that it's not a famous person. No, oh, fuck that. <laughs> uh, what is one common myth? This one's going to be good. What is one common myth mm-hmm. about your profession or field that you want to debunk? So, when... <laughs> You get, okay, I'm sure they mean well. Not all of them mean well. They're like, oh, well, I guess you've got to lube up before you get on the pole. What about lubing up makes it in people's minds that you can grip to things? I'm about to blow your mind. Do you know it's the pole that spins? Yeah, I knew that. Not many people do. People think... People think, oh, yeah, you've got to lube up to spin around the pole. How the hell are you holding on if you're all lubed up? I've never thought that, to be honest. Oh, okay. It's a common question I get. Oh, yeah, you know, you've got to lube up to get on that pole. Maybe they are being creepers and I'm just being kind of completely naive to that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they just want you to be all lubed up. Uh, did we just debunk something for you? <laughs> maybe. Oh, God. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, but I, I guess being in like the arts, you kind of know how stuff works, right? And you would think so. But so many people are like, oh my God, I get it now. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I've, yeah. I knew that they spun. 
Um, well, also, what else? Just because I pole dance doesn't make me a stripper or a sex worker. There are strippers and sex workers out there and like power to them. That is mad respect. Like sex workers work too. Um, you know, it's just because I spin on a pole doesn't mean I want to touch yours. That's another myth. Um, <laughs> That's, um, I feel like that one's like a big one. Because I feel like mm. a lot of people think that you are like a stripper or a sex worker when you do it. But like, I have so many friends that just do pole because it's a really good exercise. Yeah, fitness. Um, one of the most, so out of teaching, uh, one of the, the things I love the most, um, and Bella's Pole Studio do it a little bit different. You start off with a beginner class, right? And normally there's, uh, in other studios, I know like it kind of works differently. Um, you have one teacher for a beginner and then you move into intermediate and you get another teacher and then you move into intermediate two, you get another teacher and advanced, you get another teacher. What I'm at, I have a class at the moment, they're sitting about intermediate one or two and there's different levels. I've had them since beginner. So I get to grow with them, which is a beautiful thing because you see them all come to their first pole dance class they're all really nervous because there is still that kind of like stigma, like, oh, strippers and all that kind of thing, which if you're a stripper, awesome. Own that shit. That's amazing. So they're there in their gym shorts and their T-shirts and then give it like a couple of turns and, you know, the sleeves are getting shorter and the shorts are getting shorter and just the, the body positivity that comes from it. I've got tall girls, short girls, full-figured girls, girls with big boobs, girls with no boobs, and just the, the supportiveness, the body positivity. And, you know, there's one girl that's got big thighs that struggles to climb, but, man, can she hold on with her thighs and spin around that pole like a fucking boss. I like, like that. It's, it's, that's a beautiful thing for me. And they're all nervous and they're showing up. And then there's me, this burly bearded, hairy chested guy going hi i'm gonna teach you how to pole dance like yeah there, there's that initial shock from them that they go oh, what have i signed myself up for yeah um yeah uh so it's rewarding for everybody all around yeah absolutely okay if you could step into my shoes what would have you asked yourself that i didn't or what's next What's what next? What's, what's next? What's what's next in the future for 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 Dave and pole dancing? What is what is in the future for Dave and pole dancing? Um. So, look, I've I've had this time in lockdown to sit down and kind of plan out what I do. I've got three routines that I want to. I've started training. I've had a rest. I've started training again as of last week just at home and I've got a basketball ring at the back of my backyard random that I do training on. Does it like spin as well? No, it doesn't. <laughs> so I've got three routines. I've got a kind of uh, a contemporary routine. I've got a more kind of comedy routine, a little bit kind of sci-fi, a little bit costumey. And then I've got a, a heels routine that I want to, film and start pimping out into the competition circuit i've already started getting a few more outfits the photo shoot that i did like that's just put the fire under my ass to get things going get things moving 
when clubs open again, like I would love to do a couple of spot numbers and, you know, if we had like Keeps Day up here or something like that, um, or something similar, you know, I got, I did it years ago in Mardi Gras down in Sydney and it was insane, you know, just try and get the art out there, try and make it more kind of visible. I, yeah, I enjoy it. It makes me laugh. It makes me smile. And I just want to get it out there. I have a show for you, but we can talk offline for, on that. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> where can listeners connect with you online? I am on Instagram. I'm at Pole Dance Dave. Very simple, straightforward. Very, very <laughs> simple. All right. Well, that's all of our serious questions done, but we are going to take a quick little break and then we'll come back for all the fun questions. <laughs> All right. Fun questions. These are the ones, I don't know if you read them when I send them to you. I should start. I did. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably start removing them from when I send the questions out. They're meant to be like kind of like your first kind of thing that comes to mind. Don't really overthink them. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So the first one is, is cereal soup, why or why not? No, because soup is breakfast. No, soup isn't breakfast, sorry. Like, cereal is breakfast. Yeah. Would you have a breakfast soup? Well, that would be cereal. <laughs> but would it, though? Like, no, I don't. Well, I mean, personally, I don't think cereal is soup, so... I don't think so either, no. I think cereal is cereal and soup is soup. Yeah. Spades is spade, really, isn't it? Correct, yes. <laughs> How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Why do you want to kill an elephant? You can't answer a question with a question. I just did, so... (laughs) And my question is, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? I don't know. I've honestly never thought about... Like your answer is okay. We can keep it at that. It's fine. (laughs) I don't know why people are killing elephants. They should be killing birds. Don't kill animals, but I'm just so scared of birds. I hate birds. I, I hate birds so much. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I almost pushed my friend into a window today because a bird I thought was flying at me. <laughs> I had a friend that was scared of birds, but also it extended to feathers. So if you came at her with a feather, she would freak out. Oh, oh no, that's fine. That, no, okay. It's just like they could be flying and I'd be like, ah! But they could be like mm-hmm. really high in the sky, like nowhere near me. Uh, wow. I can just sense them. I can just sense them. Uh, if animals could talk, which would be the rudest? The rudest animal? Um, I would say a hyena. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, they're, like, constantly, they, 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 the noise they make is essentially, like, a laugh, so they're mocking you. And also, have you not seen The Lion King? I know, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's the first thing that came to mind. I was like... Ah, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what's invisible, but you wish people could see? What they say behind your back. That is so good. I want that too. Yeah. Maybe I don't because I feel like people talk about me. I mean, I want to know, but also I kind of don't care. Like, you know, people are going to talk. What can you do about it? Don't focus on it. But I'd love to just hear just for pure entertainment. Yeah. Like, 
I've got my popcorn and yeah. just, you know, my wine going, awesome, hit me, let's do it. Yeah. You'd have to be in a really good headspace to be able to do that, though. Um, True. I think I got a lot of hate online last year, so I wouldn't be able to deal with that just yet. But is mm. a hot dog a sandwich? Why or why not? Technically, because it's in some bread. Oh. <laughs> this one really fucks people over. So it does. Much. Like, you've just, like, my brain has just gone, is it, but isn't it? Well, no, because it's a hot dog. If it was, like, if it was a sandwich, it would be called, like, a sausage sandwich. Like, it's a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. I, someone How's really, my reasoning? <laughs> someone broke it down to me is a burger can be a sandwich because you push them together. Mm-hmm. A hot dog is in a bun and it goes around. Yeah, but you can push that together. But like you push it down if it's a sandwich, right? Like you would be like pushing it down. Yes. Correct. It, it okay. goes around. And it goes wow. around. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. uh, leave that with you, everyone. How do you feel yeah. about putting pineapple on pizza? I say if it feels good, do it. Like, like free love. If you like pineapple, do it. If you don't like pineapple, don't do it. Why the argument? But how do you feel about it? I don't mind it either way. It depends on the pizza. Yeah. Uh, like a... Like, if I'm going, like, dodgy dominoes, then sure, pineapple, fine. But if I'm at, like, an authentic Italian restaurant, fuck no. No pineapple. Do they actually have pineapple there? They wouldn't. I think you would deeply offend... I used to work in an Italian restaurant. You would deeply offend the (laughs) chef if you'd be like, um, could we have that with pineapple? (laughs) Fuck off, would be their response. Go to dominoes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What kind of secret society would you like to start? Oh, Secret society. See, as much as I am a bubbly personality, like I really enjoy my own time. So it'd just be like a secret on my own society. Like <laughs> I just feel like it'd be like Dave's downtime. Like <laughs> Dave's lockdown. Dave's uh, lockdown. I've literally <laughs> been living in my own secret society. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Toilet paper over or under? When you put it on, like on, and the it wall. goes. Over or, or under? under? Yeah. Over, 100%. Yes. People that go under are weird. I'm putting yep. it out there. Sorry, you are strange. Seek yes. help. Uh, <laughs> what's the best type of cheese? I miss cheese. I found out that I'm lactose intolerant this year. Oh. I know. Um, however... Um, I do every now and again go, fuck it, I'm having cheese. Uh, so I really, one thing I used to love is like a, 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 a pasta dish with gorgonzola. So like gnocchi gorgonzola or it's a nice blue, spinach. or depending on the, uh, now you've got me thinking of cheese. <laughs> damn it. I'm like a nice blue or look, I'm, I'm currently drinking red. I could probably have a really big, wheel and brie to go with this cheese if I really wanted to destroy myself. But, um, yeah. Okay. Don't do that. In one sentence, no. how, in one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? A uh, bunch of pervs. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not mad about it though. Yeah. <laughs> what used to be considered trashy, but is now very classy. Um, Oh, I mean, if you've got to use the word classy, is it really classy? (laughs) 
If you know what I mean? Why, oh, that's why classy, are you questioning no. all the questions? God damn it. <laughs> this is not how interviews work. <laughs> um, <laughs> just throwing it back on you. Um, classy. What's considered classy? A little trashy that's now classy. Um, nothing. If it was trashy, it's still trashy. Okay. Do you know what I hate? People that wear Ugg boots outside of the house. Hate it. They, they are an at-home shoe. Well, it's an Ugg boot. It's for inside to keep your feet warm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're leaving the house, put on a jogger and a sock to keep your foot warm. Yeah. Yep. Or don't leave <laughs> your house if you're cold. Yes, yes, it's exactly. It's also the same as people having no shoes on in a shopping centre. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I do it sometimes when I'm just left the beach. But, like, I... Hey, look, if you're absolutely desperate, like, yeah, cool. Yeah. But, no. Uh, <laughs> if peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, butter, what would it be called? Nut butter. <laughs> so simple. What movie... Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical? Ooh, greatly improved. Or just like if I want the world to burn and turn a movie into the mu- a musical? Um, yeah, whatever. Oh, God. Musical. Finding Nemo. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yes. Um <laughs> It would be really fun, I feel. I feel as well. Like, how would they make Dory speaking whale into a song and dance? We'll have to ask Pasha Bolka that. Um, and if you don't know who <laughs> Pasha Bolka is, um, her, I do another podcast with her and she, I always call her a whale. So, <laughs> <laughs> And she does whale noises, so I feel like she'd be able to tell us. <laughs> she'd be, like, in for a chance for that musical. Yeah. You're hired for your first ever gig, Pasha. Last meal on death row. Um, last meal on death row. It would be all. It would be like a big Italian. All the cheese. All the all the gluten. All the all the dairy. Like pizza, pasta, garlic bread. Yeah. Get it in. Yeah. I'm so hungry. Uh, <laughs> you've been given an elephant. Here's an elephant again. Great. Don't question it. You've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? Well, I've got an, a moderate-sized backyard in the house that I rent, so I guess he could live there for a little bit. But um, I would try and take him for walks every day, and I can't give it away. I would maybe like let him... I would try and find somewhere that he had a bigger place to or she i'm assuming his gender how dare i where he or she could live a happy healthy life and be well looked after yeah <laughs> that was that was so nice of you <laughs> that was intense though wasn't it i was just like um i assumed an elephant's gender oh <laughs> no it's totally fine we all make mistakes. Uh, if you had to be shipwrecked on a deserted island, but all your human needs, such as food and water, were taken care of, what two items would you want to have with you? Um, a endless supply of music and a pole, 100%. Like, if I've got food and water, then I'm just going to dance my troubles away until I'm rescued. 
Yeah, I guess that's your perfect secret society just there. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and if you compare yourself with any animal, which would it be and why? Some kind of monkey, because even at the age of 37, I still love climbing a tree. I swing from the ceiling from aerial silks. I swing around a pole. It's all about climbing, spinning, swinging. Yep, yeah, I'd be some form of monkey. Love it. Well, that's us done. Thanks for joining Amazing. me. Is there anything else no, you want No, thanks for having me. Is there anything else you want to add for the people to know in the big internet world? Big internet world. Um, hey, find me on Instagram. Keep a track of what's going on. Um, I've got big plans and, and lots to come. All right. Amazing. Well, thanks for joining me. I'll chat to you soon. All right. Bye. bye. Thank you for listening to another Timber Production podcast. This has been Yas Queen, hosted by me, Timberlina. And we'll be back next week or whenever we can be bothered to record another episode. But make sure you subscribe, like, and leave reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.